Improve yourself on a daily basis and you will become an invaluable and high-performing member of your organization. Welcome to BA Blocks, the show for the motivated business analyst who's driven to sharpen their BA skills no matter where they are or what they're doing. In the companies that follow agile practices, where does the role of the business analyst fit best? Should the business analyst be part of the Scrum team or should the BA be outside of the Scrum team working with the product managers on identifying product logs and prioritizing user stories? That is a great question that came to us from uh, our community member, Amit, and that is the question that I will be providing a comprehensive answer for at the end of this episode. Now, before we get into that, I want to talk to you about the subject that we covered in our very first live session inside the BA Blocks community, and that subject is the subject of career fulfillment. Do you have fulfillment in your career as a business analyst? And if you don't, what is it going to take for you to have or to achieve fulfillment in your career? Now, before we can even have the conversation around career fulfillment, we have to really define what fulfillment means. And in the live session, I gave a very simple litmus test that I use to decide whether I have that fulfillment in my own career. And my litmus test really has to do with those first few moments uh, when I wake up early in the morning and I'm thinking through about how the rest of my day is going to proceed, my litmus test for whether I am fulfilled in my career or not really has to do with how I feel in those first few moments. Do I feel like it's going to be a chore for me to get through the day or do I feel that my day has challenges waiting for me that I'm willing to tackle and I'm excited to get up out of bed and to get myself to the office to solve those challenges. Now, the test that I normally do is that if I'm feeling excited more days than not, then I feel like I have career fulfillment. So if I'm feeling that way three, four, or sometimes even five days out of the week, then I know that in my career, I'm in a very good place. And I generally just feel very good about doing the work of an analyst. Now, there are times where that can slip down into me not feeling so good about going into the office. Again, there is no career out there that is perfect where you're going to be feeling challenged and energized every single day. The litmus test really is, do you feel more often than not that you want to go into the office and you're excited about going into the office because you know you have challenges waiting for you. That is how I define fulfillment in my own BA career. And that is the definition that I'm going to be using when I talk about how to actually achieve career fulfillment and what factors you should take into consideration when making that calculation for yourself. I'll be using my own BA career as a bit of a template to talk about this. And in the live session, I had some graphics, I had some slides up that actually painted a timeline of my own career. And it showed a picture, it showed a graph of when I actually started to achieve career fulfillment on a consistent basis. And it wasn't right at the beginning of my career. It came a couple of years in. And so uh, if you want to get a full picture of actually how this occurred in my own career. Again, I'm going to encourage you to uh, sign up for your membership and to uh, head over to the group inside of our members area where we have all of the replays for the live sessions. Uh, we keep all of the replays there for the members who were either not able to attend or uh, for the members who are joining after live session happened. Uh, I would encourage you to go there and to actually watch the full 
one hour long talk that I gave on this subject because the graphics will help you a lot. But essentially, in my own career, I had achieved that level of fulfillment uh, a few years in. And really, the two factors that helped me to come to a place where I was starting to feel fulfilled in my own career had to do with stress levels and with skill levels. And so on the graph, essentially what I showed is that there was a point in my career at which the level of stress that I was experiencing in doing the work of an analyst went farther below the level of skill that I had built up. And that is the point at which I started to consistently feel like I wanted to go into the office to do the analysis work. Now that is how fulfillment has really played itself out in my own career. And the message that I wanted to get across was the fact that there is a point in everybody's career at which they go from a place where they are experiencing a lot of stress because they're still learning the work and they're still experiencing challenges that they have no idea how to solve to a point where they're starting to look forward to going into the office to do their work because they know that the challenges that they're going to be experiencing are enough to give them the meaning that they're looking for out of the work that they do but they are not so large that they don't know how to overcome them. So that is the main message that I wanted to get across about the subject of career fulfillment. And so again, if you have not already registered and you were not able to attend, I would encourage you very heavily to go and listen to that because career fulfillment, again, is it's one of these things that doesn't really get the attention that it deserves. But if you sit and really think about it, it is probably the single biggest factor in whether you're going to continue to do the work of an analyst or not. If you really think about it, it makes a whole lot of sense because essentially what you're doing is the majority of the waking hours that you have in a day, you're spending working at your job. And if that job is not giving you the fulfillment that you actually want on a consistent basis, then the quality of life that you have overall is going to be a much lower quality of life. So the subject of career fulfillment is a very important one, and it's one that I'm going to be discussing in other episodes. But it is a subject that I believe does not get the attention that it deserves. And that is the reason why I've started our very first episode off on this subject. Now, in our live session, I went into a lot more details about the specific stressors that cause analysts to uh, experience stress and the specific sources of skills that business analysts should be pursuing in order to increase the skills that they have. Because again, by the definition of career fulfillment that I've given, career fulfillment is really only possible at the point where your stress levels are lower than your skill levels. And so it makes perfect sense for you to narrow down on both what the sources of stress are and on where the sources of skills are going to come from and to start to take specific actions that are going to drive down your stress levels and increase your skill levels. So I'll leave that there and I will go back to the very first question that our member Amit had asked. And so I don't think I can do a better job uh, than I did in the live session of explaining that to you. So what I will do is I will just play for you the audio of the live session of when I answered that question so that you can get a much more comprehensive answer about what the role of the analyst should be given different circumstances that may exist. 
And so the answer to that question isn't actually a simple one because there are uh, different answers for different situations. And so given on the situation, the answer is a little bit different. And so I'll play that for you now and I will see you on the next episode. Amit asks, uh, in the companies following agile practices, at which place uh, the role of business analyst fits better? Uh, should BA be part of the Scrum team or should the BA be out of the Scrum team and working with the product managers on identifying product logs uh, and prioritizing user stories? And again, this is a perfect example of how Agile runs and how you can manage your uh, backlog, which is which is what we're using here. But the response that I gave in our community here was that, just read out my response. I said, Ahmed, it's a great question. Generally speaking, the BA should be tightly integrated into the Scrum team to make sure that the developers don't have any requirements or specification related backlogs uh, and re related blocks, sorry. Now, I also said that this answer assumes that much of the pre-work related to business requirements has already been completed uh, with the product owners and managers and that the BA is strictly producing and refining the detailed functional specifications at this point. Now, if this is not the case, then the answer becomes a little bit more complicated. And so that's what I wanna talk about. Uh, I wanna elaborate on that a little bit more uh, here because I wanna to explain to you what it is that I meant by that. So typically the way that every project runs is that there's a phase of the project where you define the scope and you define what the client needs are. And then there is another phase of the project where the analysis work or the analyst is concerned very strictly with detailing out what all of those different needs and features are going to be like. And so whether you're running a waterfall project or an agile project does not change that fact. And so some of the misconceptions that are out there about agile projects is that uh, you don't need to do the upfront work, which is not true. So it, whether you're on an agile project or whether you are on a waterfall project, the upfront work of defining the scope of the product or the system that you're delivering needs to be done. And so what I've said here uh, in my response is that Assuming that you've done all of that upfront work to define what the business need is, the analyst should be very tightly bound to the team that is delivering and building uh, the product or the solution. Now, if that is not true, then the situation gets a little bit more complicated because what you're doing at that point is now you're starting to define the business need at the same time as you're detailing out the specifications, detailing out the solution. And there are many projects that run that way. It can be a lot more stressful as an analyst to do that. And that's also a lot more stressful for a lot of the architects and the developers because the way that software normally gets constructed is that there is a certain amount of architecture work that has to be done before a single line of code has been written. And unless you know what the, uh, solution, the scope of the solution is, the developers can't do their architecture work properly upfront, which means that uh, what tends to happen is that the coding that they do and the components that they build are done without the proper architecture, which makes that part of their process much, much more difficult. And so in an ideal situation, the way you would run a project is that you would define 
the business need and the scope of the project up front. You would let the system architects, software architects, do the work of architecting, building out a blueprint for the system that they are going to be delivering. And then once they do that, what you do is you start to detail out the functional specifications and handing them over to the developers so they can do the build, knowing that they've already done a big part of their architecture work up front. Now, on many agile projects, especially if uh, organizations are running agile where they don't necessarily really understand how software is constructed at a detailed level, uh, they tend to skip that architecture phase. And that is part of what creates a lot of the stress in uh, a lot of agile projects. So going back to Amit's question here. So like I said, the answer, uh, the way that I answered this, is I said, the answer assumes that much of the pre-work related to business requirements has already been done. Now, if that assumption does not hold, what happens is that you, as an analyst, you can't be tightly bound strictly to the Scrum team because a lot of your time and attention now is being spelled with the business to try to uh, elicit the business needs at the same time as you're working with the Scrum team to try to define the functional specifications that they're supposed to build to, right? Uh, if the assumption holds, you've already done all of that business work, work with the client and with the business upfront, and now you can be very tightly bound with the Scrum team to make sure that they don't have any blockages. But again, if that assumption does not hold, your attention is now split between doing the requirements work and doing the specification work all at once. And that makes your life a lot more difficult than it makes the uh, a lot of the developers and architects life a lot more stressful. And so it is very important for agile projects to make sure that they understand that there's a certain amount of requirements work and a certain amount of system architecture work that happens before you even open up your backlog or before you kick into different sprints. So that is the more comprehensive answer to understanding that. And I hope that it has answered the question fully. If it has not and you have follow-up question, feel free to uh, find Amit's post by, by doing a search in our community. And you can add your follow-up questions there and we'll add, take those questions, we'll add them to the backlog and we'll address them uh, as they come in.